Welcome to another episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. And there is so much in store in this episode today. Um, I'm chatting with Kate, who is a cashmere sweater designer. And we talk about so many things. Um, First of all, the big one that doesn't even get revealed until closer to the end is that she took a 10 year break from the fashion industry got back in and is crushing it on her freelance career. Um, I love this part of her story so much because a lot of people think, what if I'm outdated? What if I've lost sight of the trends and the technology and all the stuff that's going on? Um, And people take breaks for all sorts of reasons. They get burnt out and they leave. They start families and they leave. And Kate is a perfect example of this. She has a daughter. She left for 10 years to pursue a different career. And she is now back in as a freelancer, crushing it. Um, Outside of that, so many valuable things. Um, Kate has done a really great job of getting clients to land in her lap by being very niche as a cashmere sweater designer. She is getting traffic to her website, not a lot. She's getting traffic to her Instagram, not a lot. She's got 300 followers, but she is attracting the right people because she is so niche and focused. Everyone that has come to her is specifically looking for not just sweaters, but cashmere sweaters. So she talks all about how she's done this. We talk a little bit about pricing and um, ways she has approached that, the lessons that she's learned from underpricing projects, so many great things, as well as the community and the friendships that she has built with other freelancers, um, helping each other out, just being friends and helping each other out with resources. And, and it's been a great way for her to sort of emulate a working environment in an office, which she knew working as a freelancer was going to be a challenge for her to not have coworkers. So so many great things. Um, I won't spoil any of the details, but really, really great insights in this conversation with Kate. Um, Kate is one of our Freelance Accelerator graduates. And as I mentioned, she's doing amazing, amazing in her freelance career. Um, if you would like more information on getting started with Freelance Accelerator, you can check that out at soheidi.com slash fast, F-A-S-T. And if you would like to check out some of our free resources to kickstart, you can head on over to soheidi.com slash freelance you can grab our freelance success pack there it's absolutely free we will link everything below and in the show notes for you Um, but I want you to know that we have those resources available thank you so much for joining this episode and without further ado let's jump into my conversation with Kate Welcome, Kate, to the Successful Fashion Freelancer podcast. Um, I know a little bit of your story because we hopped on a strategy session, what was it, maybe like two months ago? Uh And I love this little introduction of your strategy session because you applied for the session, and then a few weeks later we got on the call and you were like, okay, but I kind of solved the problem that I had applied for. Like, I was like, I'm not hearing back from these clients I'm pitching, and now, oh, guess what? I have like two or three clients by then or something like that. So um, I want to talk all about that and your journey and where you're at and everything. But first, after my long-winded introduction, why don't you introduce yourself and let us know who you are and what you do in the fashion industry? Hi, my name is Kate Knight, and I'm a knitwear designer who specializes in cashmere. Okay. You've got that really down succinct. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Tell us a little bit more about your background and, and sort of, you know, where you got to where you are now. 
Um, so I've always sort of been half, I feel, in education and half in fashion. Um, my first job was actually a lecturer at University of Leeds. And then after deciding not to do a PhD, I moved to New York and became a, a sweater designer, a knitwear designer, um, and worked for a big cashmere supplier out there. And um, then moved back to London met my husband nine days later um, and started working in London um, and worked for what I guess you would call like the top end of the high street um, in London and then got burnt out and got married and my dad died and um, sort of said right that's it and started teaching um, until I found your podcast less than a year ago. Okay. So I was looking through um, a notebook I had, and I watched a webinar you did on the 16th of April, 21. Wait, um, you know the date? I do, because I wrote it down in my notebook. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. I was like, that was really not, specific. Not, no, no, Wait, so that. today is April 7th, so it's like almost exactly a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, and I'd freelanced on and off. I'd done some projects, and I'd been freelance for a bit, and you helped me think, okay, this could actually be a full-time job. Ah. I think that was the, the big change. And also that I could go out and look for freelance projects rather than sort of sit delicately on LinkedIn and hope they'd come for me. I love that phrasing, uh, sit delicately on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so uh, we moved countries uh, last June and I started kind of earnestly pitching or following the the. the um, you know, customer research thing, yeah. probably end of September. Um, and didn't, yeah, it was Christmas. I got a couple of clients before Christmas, a couple okay. of little projects. And then after Christmas, things really picked up. Okay. Um, and um, I'm now pretty busy. I'd still like some more clients, yeah. um, but, but things, things are going well. Okay. This is amazing. So, Let's start back a little bit at the beginning. You made the comment that you had done some freelance before, but you didn't. But but I you had saw a webinar, or heard something from from my content that made you realize mm -hmm. you could actually do it full time. So as like a you said full time job, but like make it be like your sole income. income. Yeah, make yeah. enough money to live on. I think was the yeah. Sort of, okay. Uh, I because I'd done yeah I'd done the, like. People would contact me on LinkedIn, okay. I'd do a project, and then that would be it. Okay. Um, but your course and your strategies sort of helped me think how to build on that. And also, yeah, that you can pitch for freelance projects. So the projects you had gotten previous had come to you, and they were project-based. It wasn't, doesn't sound like it was permalance work. No, no, no. It was um, uh, people finding me on LinkedIn and saying, can you do a collection? Okay. So I'd done maybe, let's say, five or six of those. But then that was it. It just, that was it. Yeah, I'd do the project, say thank you very much, get the money, okay. and and then, yeah, move on. Okay. Um, and I was teaching and having a baby and, you know, I wasn't really focused on it. Life, yeah. 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 Okay. So so then you realized you could do it, you know, full earn earn a full-time income. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did it look like in those early days? When did you enroll in FAST? Uh, in August. August. Um, so I, I sort of said to myself, so we moved in June. Okay. End of June. 
I said to myself, July and August, sorting out my portfolio and then, um, yeah, sort of started for real in September. Okay. So you went through all the content. Um, Still haven't gone through the content. Okay. You started going through the content. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you started pitching. Um, I, I believe, I mean, you did some other things, obviously you did some customer research, et cetera, but it's, you started pitching and you like, weren't really hearing back initially, which was why you had scheduled the strategy session. So talk a little bit about like that process of kind of getting started and then you weren't hearing back, but then you all of a sudden started hearing back. Um, so I think I got much better. So I have to be honest, I'm still yet to earn money from pitching. Oh, Um, so I'm still, so I'm still, the clients I've got have come to me through various ways. Okay. Um, and so I've got a much better rate of people getting back to me from pitching. Okay. So I've had now several conversations with people and a lot of them have said, maybe not this right now, but later yeah. and keep in touch. So yeah. that's not, so I've got a much, I feel like I've got a much better sort of um, aim Um and definitely part of it is working out the the, the um, brands, working out which com- companies to work for. Yeah. And, um, sorry, go ahead. No, that, I think that's it. I mean, one of my comments was going to be with pitching, a lot of it is really just about timing, mm, right? Mm-hmm. They might need you tomorrow. It's like frantic, oh my gosh, I'm so glad. And it's like, you know what, not right now, but like you're planting so many seeds that are going to, start growing really, really soon. So where have these other projects come from? So, um, (laughs) (laughs) from sitting delicately on LinkedIn. (laughs) Um, so actually, do you remember your, I'm sure you do remember the freelance week you did in the summer. Yes. Um, and at one point you said to get an accountability buddy and I got in touch with another woman, um, called Marie. I don't know. Um, and then she got back in touch with me and said, I need a sweater designer. Um, and so started working that way. And oh, wow. uh, for a project for an equestrian startup. So in the last few months, I've done dogs, horses, and babies. What? <laughs> <laughs> so equestrian. So that, the Is it cashmere sweaters or uh, sweaters? Knits? Cashmere dog sweaters, yes. Oh, my uh, gosh. Um, and the the equestrian is for humans to wear on horses, not okay. for the horses. Not for the horses. Is it cashmere um, sweaters? And baby, baby cashmere. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you've just come back on. You've just moved. Oh, my video unfroze. Um, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, hello, I'm here. Um, so, yes. So, yeah, uh, cashmere sweaters for dogs, uh, cashmere sweaters for babies, and... Um, and then um, it was actually merino and cotton for but sweat, the sweaters. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I actually love this story so much because I think when people think cashmere sweaters, they might have a very narrow focus of what that could be. And I believe we taught – you were curious. You're like, is my niche too narrow, mm, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but who would have thought cashmere sweaters for dogs – yeah. And and then equestrian, I know it wasn't cashmere, but same vein-ish, merino, yeah. cotton blend. Yeah. Um, and then babies. Like, there's so much more opportunity outside of, like, what you may have kind of thought that niche could be. And I, you and I talked, and I was like, I don't – I'm not sure Ooh, it's too near. Oh, okay. 
Well, the audio's still here, so I think we're good, yeah? Yeah, back. Okay, perfect. All so right. Could you repeat the last question? Yeah, it wasn't a question, but it was just the, the fact that there's still so much, even when you're in a narrow market like cashmere sweaters, which arguably is quite niche, there's still yeah. so much other opportunity that you might not have thought about initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I've also got someone I've got to get back in touch with mid-April. She does cashmere scarves, but she'd like to do sweaters. Sweaters. Yeah. Um, and then um, we last time we talked, I talked about reaching out to activewear companies that kind of have the, you know, we're good for the earth kind of um, thing. And I've got one I'm talking to next week um, who is invested in doing some cashmere socks to go okay. with the the, you know, plant-based leggings. Yeah. Um, so recycled cashmere socks to go with, with, and that's been a sort of, I've even niched from cashmere, I would say, into recycled cashmere. Wow, super niche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And because everybody at the moment is talking to me and saying, can you do recycled, can, how do I do recycled cashmere? Okay. Um, and, oh. Sorry, I don't know if I just cut out. No, you're um, good. And... Good. Um, so I went to a yarn show in London in February to research recycled cashmere. Yeah. Um, so I could know about it because I had three conversations in one week about it. Wow. And where <laughs> yeah. are, all the, are all these conversations coming from pitching? No. Um, okay, interesting. So probably my biggest client right now is um, they're a mother-daughter team based in Yorkshire um, and they sell secondhand cashmere sweaters and they've got to the point where they're doing so well that they want to do um, um, their own designs. Yeah. It, but it needs to be recycled because that's their whole story yeah. is secondhand recycled. Okay. And where did you uh, connect with them? They found me. They found you? Web, yeah. Yeah. Wow. On my website. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is your so, your website is the cashmeredesigner.com, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And I had the idea um, listening to one of your podcasts, and I was like, surely someone's done it. Surely someone has that already. They um, did, it. did a quick Google, was like, nope. And um, so that that gave me the idea. Yeah. Um, and I thought I thought for sure someone would have had it have it on Insta, but no, they didn't. Um, yeah, so that I think has definitely helped me. Yeah, um, the power of being niche. You're not competing with hardly anybody. And so when mm. people search for cashmere sweater designer, like it's hard to get to the top of Google. It is if you're like active yeah. or something. But when you're that niche, it's actually really easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you do type in, I think, the cashmere designer, then lots of um, – designer websites come up that do cashmere and then okay. I think it's my LinkedIn. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, like there's ones that are huge that I couldn't possibly compete with. Yeah. But they're selling cashmere sweaters. Cashmere sweaters so, so it's, it's really not your competition. No, yeah. 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 So yeah, the person's going to keep looking until the, Oh, there's what I want. That's yeah, the girl yeah, I want. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. This is interesting. This is interesting. I'm glad you did that. Um, I don't always advise, you know, kickstarting with a website and relying on people finding you um, because it can be really, really hard. But the way that you've done it, which is so niche, is working and it definitely can work. 
So I'm super excited mm -hmm. to hear mm -hmm. that it has, has been working for you. Um, and then it sounds like you're getting people to your website as well to LinkedIn. Yes. So yeah, LinkedIn, no one actually has contacted me on LinkedIn. Insta's oh, been massive. Insta's been massive. It feels like LinkedIn was last time I was freelancing, say okay. six years ago. Okay. And now it seems more Insta or Instagram. I've put more energy. Yeah, Instagram. I've put more energy into it, I suppose. Okay. Um, what is your Instagram? Tell everybody like who's listening, what are you posting on Instagram? How regularly? Like, What are you actually investing in that platform? Um, so um, just sweaters. Um, I've taken <laughs> pictures of sweaters. Um, and um, so like these ones, close-ups. So sometimes I'll talk about the sort of technical details. Okay. And then I'm doing a sort of alternate thing where I talk about technical aspects of knitting like what does new metric mean or what's a gauge and um um and sort of so I mix in that and then just what feels like really I'm going to put this out on the internet sometimes of yeah normal life okay 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 <laughs> how often um, are you posting a couple of times a week not okay. every day okay and um, are you like strategic with hashtags and stuff? Strategic-ish, okay. I think. Okay. Um, you know, I'll do. So I found one the other day. What was it? Wear cashmere or go naked. And I was oh. like, I'm totally having yes! that. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Such a fun one. Um, and um, so I've got a, a page. In, I've got a notebook full of you know cashmere-related hashtags. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I do sort of yeah freelance knitwear designer, freelance fashion designer. Okay. Um, and are you hearing me okay? Yeah, I'm hearing you good. Out? Yeah, that's all right. Well, I'll do a okay, disclaimer good. at the beginning that I know you're having a lot of wind and rain, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what it is. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing things like that. And then I did a little one recently on, like, my top five sustainable yarns. Okay. Um, so, but I'm not spending absolutely loads of time doing it. Okay. Like maybe an hour or two a week, kind of getting it put together and scheduled yeah. a couple hours a week. Yeah, I, I don't really schedule it. I just kind of do it oh, when I Oh, you do I it in real time. Or okay. I do, I do it when I think, oh, that just happened. Or, yeah. Um, and my my best one to date is I washed some sweaters and hung them on a, put them on a sweater drying rack. It's yeah. the most boring video. It's literally of sweaters drying. Yeah. <laughs> is it <laughs> a real? It's a real. It's a yeah. real. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And what's your follower count? 360. It's tiny. Tiny, it's nothing. It's tiny. Yeah, yeah. I love this. The 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 freelancers that I know who do see some success on Instagram, which is possible, I feel like it can be really, really hard depending on what niche. But again, you're so niche. Um, you don't need a lot of followers. You just need the right people and you're attracting the right people, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I don't care if I've only got 10, if they're 10 clients. Exactly. It's sort of how I feel. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's good. Oh, I'm so excited to hear all of this. Um, okay. So I want to know more details. So, um, let's talk a little bit about your portfolio. Cause I know that we went through that on the strategy session. Um, mm -hmm. what do you have put together for your portfolio? I mean, I, I imagine on Instagram, people are just seeing the feed and that's like enough to kind of get them in the door. And then they obviously maybe if they find you through the web, they find your website, which I imagine there's, you know, portfolio there, but what do yeah. you have put together? 
again, really small and yeah. um, still haven't done all the things we talked about That's in okay. the last session. <laughs> You've been busy working. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I've got five pages of women's wear um, and that's it literally up on my portfolio and then I have done a few accessory like one accessory page um and yeah that's all I've got okay um my portfolio the website's really really simple it's just um five pages you know some designs some sweaters and some photos okay a little bit about me and uh and some testimonials okay and uh get in touch Okay. And the five pages sounds like are just like five different projects. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then a little bit about you, testimonials, yeah. get in touch. That's it. Which is essentially yeah. a portfolio with Audio. some more information. With, yeah. With a web address. But all you're showing is that niche of cashmere sweaters. Yeah. 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 Which is why it's working. <sighs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I imagine yeah. your internet. If you want to turn off the video, that's fine on your side. It'll still record on my side. That might help the audio well, connection to make sure help. we stay. Okay. Yeah. Let's try that. We'll okay. keep your video on. I'll keep, sorry, keep my video on. Yeah, keep your video, but turn off. You can turn off the view from my side. Got it. Sorry. Not that's okay. Um, I know we were talking earlier about we do this conversation on Skype and it's a little bit vintage. I know you're probably used to Zoom. So, um, okay, so, I mean, I, I just, I know why all this is working for you. It's because it's so simple and it's so niche and you're mm-hmm. just focusing on the one thing. Um, have you heard any feedback from any of your clients about how they love that you're so specialized and that's exactly what they, like, they, you do exactly what they needed? Um, yeah, I think that it has been that the ones who have got in touch with me have, have been looking specifically for cashmere. Okay. Um, and they have all been cashmere companies of some form or other. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that's, they haven't said anything specifically. Okay. But they were specifically looking for cashmere. They weren't just looking for mm-hmm. a sweater designer. They wanted someone who understood cashmere. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about how you are structuring your projects and your pricing, because this is always something that people get very, very curious about. I imagine you were curious, and and I'm sure it's still a learning curve because it's an it's a lifelong learning curve. Um, but would you share what some of your projects look like and and your proposals, etc.? Um, yep. So, well, I, I did what you, you promised I would do and undercharged at the beginning. Um, <laughs> Wait, okay, talk about it. I want to hear the story. Um, so the dog sweater project, um, I, and I've never done dog sweaters, so of course I had to go and figure out how to draw dog sweaters and figure out how to size <laughs> dog sweaters. <laughs> and then I was like, how on earth do you grade dog sweaters? It's a whole oh. different animal, literally. Literally. <laughs> I couldn't um, help but say that. Yeah, no, and I had to send an email saying, so I've done mainly, mainly humans before, <laughs> um, and this has been um, a learning curve for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I undercharged um, $225 for the tech pack. Uh, um, sorry, now, how much? Two, 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 200, 225 225 is the tech pack. Okay. And yeah, did that include yeah. the, the POM? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's too low. 
Yep. <laughs> Especially like starting from scratch, but b- besides the point, a tech pack with a POM should not be that low, even if you've already done that yeah. animal, yeah. human, to, whatever it is. And I had to draw a dog sweater and I had to, like, I didn't have any library of dog flats. Oh, you <laughs> um, didn't? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was sort of my wake up call and I went, okay, I was undercharging. Of course I was undercharging. Okay. Um, Heidi said a word and I did. Um, so I'm it's a now, rite of passage, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm now around 500, 600 okay. for, for a, a full tech pack. Okay. Um, with like, I'm gonna do one next week with Feral, and that will be a bit of a beast. But, okay, um, but yeah, so you're doing, so, but yeah, it's really hard, yeah. And what part, what parts of the process you're doing? You're doing design, tech Hi, packs, sir. sourcing. I'm still here, yeah. Yep. Um, what parts of the process are you I'm doing? I'm still filling my. So I'm doing um, kind of everything, um, and one thing I'm feeling my way through, and not quite sure what I'm doing with is um, food to production. Sort of that sort. You know, once the tech packs are done through sampling, and, and um, so I'm still with the horse riding people, helping them find a factory. Okay. Um, and I'm doing that by the hour. Okay. Um, she's. She sort of wants to manage it herself, but doesn't quite know what she's doing. So it's a weird one. Okay. You're kind of co-managing um, it. Yes. Okay. And sort of not, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, and they're sort of, as time goes on, they're more sort of like, we think we need your help. We think we do need, yeah, we probably need your help. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but she's the one driving it. So I'm letting her drive, but kind of wanting to take the controls. You're wanting to. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. she's like all over the road, maybe. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Or just, or just slower than I'm used to. I mean, I think that's the other thing that I'm used to working for a company where you know you do the tech packs and then there's a sample, and it's, um, it's you know it happens. Yeah. Um, and this feels slower. Okay. Um, but I'm. I'm sort of letting them do it, and um, yeah, so I'm, I'm. That feels a sort of different part of the process that I'm learning. Okay. Because um, um, a lot of people come. It seems that people coming to me going, um, "Do you know fact? You know, I need factories. I need yarns. I need set packs. Like, you know, the whole kit and caboodle." Because generally they don't have those things in place. Right. Or, or they've come to me. Like I've got one, the baby cashmere, and they've, she's come to me and said, I've had a bit of a disaster and all these baby jogger waistbands have come in too small. Uh, um, so I'm going to help her find a new factory. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's a bit I'm less familiar with. And it, it feels harder but then like, a tech pack is a tech pack and I know when I'm done. Um, whereas a factory finding thing feels more difficult to define. Yeah, so talk a little bit more about this because I think a lot of people in your position feel very similarly. Like, I know you've worked for a lot of big brands. I mean, you've worked for like Nordstrom and mm. and some big mm. big names, um, perhaps names over in the UK that I wouldn't know. Um, and 
I think a lot of people who have quite a bit of experience are like, oh, well, I know how to design and I know how to do the tech packs and I know how to do the POM or, you know, I know this. Mm. But what about like the sourcing and the production? Like, I don't really know that because you worked at a big company and it was always yeah. a different department. So people can feel, I think, really nervous to kind of navigate that space. And like, what does mm. that look like? Um, so you have a couple options, right? You can say, I stop at the tech pack and that's what I do. Or it sounds like you, you're, you didn't maybe have a, or I don't, maybe you did have some experience, but it doesn't sound like so. And, and so are you kind of like learning it as you go with your clients? Like talk us through a little bit about how that's going and how it feels. Um, well, like it's the two that I'm doing it for, it feels like I want to kind of wrestle the <laughs> steering wheel out of, from them. Um, and I don't know if that's my New York background. Yeah. Um, and it's not, so I, I feel like I've, Maybe haven't managed it, but I've read an awful lot of emails doing it. Okay. Um, but I do feel, but I do feel like I'm. It's that whole thing of like you send an email, you get a reply, you send another email, and it feels like they'll. I see an email, they'll, they'll read it obviously, and then not reply for a week. Mm. Um, mm. The client. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, and this is not the pace that fashion moves at. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I needed you to reply five minutes ago for yeah. when I sent yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but there's nothing I, I can't be like. You need to be better at replying to emails. Yeah. Or, or can I? <laughs> I mean, it depends. There's delicate ways you could handle that if you wanted to. Um, but if they're fine mm. with, you know, if they don't have this hard deadline to meet, then you you are kind of at the mercy of their pace. Yeah. 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 Um. um and I'm used to working with China who, you know, if you don't reply within 24 hours, we'll send a, you know, email CC in the world. Yeah. With All caps and red so, and yeah. just yeah, checking yeah. in. Where are you? I'm following up. I'm following up. Yeah. Um, um, and so where so are you guys? different. Um, yeah. Where are you guys producing? This time around is before I've always worked with China or Nepal, but more now um, because I'm working with startups who want to do um, sort of more European or US-based production. Yeah. It's more, you know, based and working quite a lot with, um, they call themselves a, not a factory, a production sampling place in the north of England. Okay. Um, so they're two ladies who have um, set up with Shimasiki knitting machines and they specifically do small production runs and sampling. Okay. And is that a resource that you found? Yeah. Uh, well, through a friend of a friend, okay. chatting to a friend. Okay. Um, and that's been the other lovely thing is that I feel like I've got this sort of weird online community of people that I text mainly, um, who are also freelancers, um, and just check in with and chat with and see how things are going. Yeah. Um, a few of them are Mari and, um, Oh yeah. You connected with Mari. Amazing. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like maybe you have kids the same age or so. Cause I, I don't know when you had your baby. Um, no, my baby's now seven. My baby's enormous. Okay. (laughs) That's Uh, right. You were, that was back when you were freelancing. You had, okay. I was thinking it was last summer. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, no. Um, so, but our daughters almost have the same birthday. They're both October. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so we've had a, we've had a few chats, but yeah. and she's like having a baby, and I'm like, I know. Yeah, I think she's <laughs> like know. her her daughter's like five or six months now. Yeah. 
it's tough. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. Um, and I also chat to Kirsty Alexander, Alexandria, quite a lot. Yeah. She, yeah. Um, and then another woman who also lives in France, who's also English, but isn't hasn't done so Heidi. Oh, she oh. hasn't done so Heidi. <laughs> so you've got She's a few not. contacts through Freelance Accelerator and then some yeah. outside of that, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's been really nice because I was, I didn't, I, one of the things when I was thinking about doing this full time was I was like, I know I don't like working from home particularly, being on my own. Um, I know that doesn't really suit my personality. Um, and I feel like I've got a bit of a community. Yeah, like some coworkers, so to say. Coworkers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So it sounds like sometimes you're just chatting, maybe about life or the industry, or a little bit kind of friendly. And then I imagine sometimes you're, are you guys kind of helping each other with advice or resources or that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So like Mari and I have been sharing factories and yarns, and yeah, um, um, yeah, also. I think you'll like the story. Someone uh, texted me on Insta last week and um, she hasn't done fast, but I think she's been following you. Yeah. And um, she said, oh, there's this this freelance knitwear design job and I thought of you. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet of you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Have you done the Say Heidi course? And she said, no, I haven't, but I've been following her for free. You know, what do you you think? And I was like, no, you, you can learn a lot following her free stuff. Um, anyway, so we had a chat and she said, would you mind looking at my portfolio? So I've had a look at her portfolio and yeah. just kind of helping and supporting. That's amazing. Uh, um, and yeah, it feels, I think you should be really proud that it feels like there's this community of people looking out for each other. Yeah. I love this so much because this is the thing, not just about freelancing, but about the fashion industry is that like, mm-hmm. we need to be here for each other and like, you know, it has this, it's notorious for being cutthroat and backstabby and, you know, but at the end of the day, and I think people can have a very similar perception when it comes to freelancing, like other freelancers are your competition because they might take a job from you. But the truth is there's plenty of work to go around, even when you're specialized, because Mari also does sustainable sweater knits. I mean, you guys are basically doing the same thing and yet you've made friends and you're helping each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so cool. I mean, it's just so much more empowering for everybody. Yeah, totally. And, um, I, yeah, to not use the empower word because I think it gets overused, but I do feel <laughs> <laughs> I do feel, um, empowered. And so um, the sort of freelance mentality where um, I'm sort of like, well, I can do really anything I want. Um, and um, I'm actually helping a local artist uh, with her social media Um and building an Insta account for her. And it's great because one morning a week I go over to her house and I get to see someone in real life. Yeah, um, that's nice. And, and um, also um, doing some, I mean, a local drawing and sketching group, which is lovely to have the time to do that too. Oh, very cool. Um, and just get away from the computer. Yeah. Um, and... Um, and then I recently, I don't know where this will go or not, um, got in contact with my old university to offer assistance to students so that they can learn to do, well, that they have the idea they can do freelancers, do freelancing or do yeah. tech packs. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah, because it's yeah. not something, a lot of people don't even know this is an option. Yeah. Yeah. And I sort of feel, and I said this to a friend, she said, oh, so you're going to, 
train up your competition. I was like, no, I don't think it works like that. I don't think, um, um, I don't think that's how it works. You know, I think it's it's it, it's helpful for them as new graduates to know that there's an option there yeah. that they could freelance. Particularly, if so many women stop designing once they want to have a family, mm-hmm. um, and it's a tough industry to try and have a family in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the drop off at thirty odd must be massive. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't. I literally just spoke to someone at the university the other day and she was interested and I've sent her an email. Very cool. I love that you're getting involved in, you know, things kind of above and beyond your specific like freelance clients. Yeah. And this sort of feeling of like, Oh, I can do this and I can do this and let's think about this. And yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the freelance lifestyle compared to, um, you know, the employee lifestyle. And I know that, I don't know when, you know, how long were you working and how, and I know you kind of like were teaching and doing various things, but like when your last full-time fashion industry job was and what happened with the pandemic, I don't know how that affected your employment, but (laughs) did it, did it, it was that it, that's what affected Um, it. (laughs) Yeah. Teaching in the pandemic was not fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we've gone, and so my husband at the same, he's also, um, stopped teaching after 20 years and we've gone from like a timetable that you could pin on the fridge, um, when knowing exactly what every hour of the, every day was doing to sort of looking at each other going, okay, what's happening today? What's happening today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, he, you'll also, I think, enjoy this. Um, he's been following some of the techniques in fast for the wine industry. Oh, interesting. What does he do with wine? I like wine. I have, I'm obliged to ask. <laughs> so he's he's following a, a lifelong passion to. So we're obviously we're based in the wine industry. Yeah. We live in near Bordeaux. Yeah. And actually, I'm I'm talking to you in a vineyard. This is our. Oh, I'm went. sorry. What you told me you went to a friend's house for faster internet. You didn't tell me it was like on a vineyard. Well, they they make wine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so they make wine, lots of our friends make wine. Um, and my husband is trying to build a sort of a freelance career from the wine industry. Um, so he set himself up as man versus wine and, um, is, yeah, starting up sort of, um, doing marketing and, um, he's pitching, but having to pitch in French. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, we've learned that cold pitches don't really work in the wine industry. Mm. Um, you need to go, and with the French, you need to go and see them. Um, a little more of an interpersonal, like, in-person relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we do follow the, always start with a compliment. Yeah. Always so many with. people don't think about that. Yeah. So if he's sending out an email, he'll be like, okay, compliment, compliment. Your wine's delicious. Yeah. I mean, he'll say more Something more specific, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. So he's now using it more where, so like there was a wine festival last weekend. He went and talked to lots of vineyards and now he's following up with emails. Oh, uh, very cool. And the same sort of idea. And yeah. then again, another friend of mine who she's, uh, she's American, but she's a French teacher to lots of local English. Yeah. And she's saying, there's this one woman um, and she's referred like four clients to me. And, um, you know, I said a massive thank you to her. And I was like, well, you know, this woman that I talk about all the time, so Heidi. Yeah. Uh, she says that you could maybe get her a small gift. And she was like, 
small gift. I could get her a box of chocolates. Everyone likes a box of chocolates. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love this. It's like trickling into these other industries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, um, yeah, everyone everyone likes a box of chocolates. Everyone likes a compliment. No one's unhappy about that. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. So yeah, we've we've um, we were joking the other night that it's as though we've just taken our thrown our hands back into the dealer and said, "Deal us another hand." Yeah. Uh, um, How does that feel? It feels amazing. I thought I was never going to design again. Oh, why is that? Like you were just gonna you were gonna continue teaching? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was gonna be yeah, and I was sort of gonna. And I like teaching, and I enjoy teaching, and I do like to be in the classroom, but. I really do love to design as well. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how it's all sort of still there. Right, like riding a bike a little bit, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how long – this is interesting. Uh, well, okay, I'll get back to that question. I want to learn about the time gap between you, the time you last designed and where you are now as a freelancer, but but I want to rewind a little bit because we kind of – I don't feel like we really got the answer, but you said you feel like you've gotten a new hand of cards – which is so cool, and you get to play them how you want. Um, but but talk a little bit about how you know the pros and cons because there's good and bad things. I know you said work having um, coworkers and stuff of you know working full time mm-hmm, in a very mm-hmm. structured curriculum, whether career, whether that's teaching or you know in in house at a brand versus freelancing. Um, yeah, so the definite cons are you know when does the working day begin and end yeah um and we were used to as well having school holidays where work definitely ended mm-hmm. um but I also don't dread getting up and going to work oh that's so interesting um in fact I slightly miss it on the weekends it's really sad oh <laughs> okay you're not alone I mean I love my business I love what I yeah. do and on the weekends I'm kind of like what do I do with myself? Like, I'd love to work, yeah. but is that appropriate? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't send emails. It's not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely a con of our particular situation is dealing with the French bureaucracy and um, the French taxes and all of that. So I feel like I've almost got a part-time job dealing with that. But hopefully we're starting to get into a bit of a rhythm there. Okay. Um, Have you hired some type of accountant or CPA or I don't know what, what yeah. the type of person over there would be? Yeah, we well, we do, we don't. It's sort of both. Um, it's yeah, it's really complicated. complicated. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and I have a yeah phone call with the. Anyway, hopefully it's mostly just that's what settling in pains, and then we'll get to a steadier rhythm. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it can be awkward, sort of um, asking for payment um, or reminding people about payment. Like I had one client come back earlier this week and say yes we'd like to do this other project and I was like that's great there's also this outstanding invoice <laughs> from this other project <laughs> project and they were like oh yeah yeah no I've just been ill I'm like, okay okay yeah. um and um yeah when people sort of just don't get back to you that's tough yeah um and um but yeah making the connections and feeling the possibilities is amazing um so that's definitely the, the big pro. Yeah. What kind of possibilities do you feel? Um, so <laughs> um, I'm thinking about um, 
sort of doing more on the knitwear education side and doing, um, I'm sort of loathe to say an online course because it feels like everybody's doing an online course yeah. and I don't, I'm not sure, like I look at you and what you do in all and I'm not really there. Um, but I mean, this some, is like eight years in building. It, it's a lot. Yeah, it doesn't have, this, you don't get here overnight. It's, it, everyone paints it to be really fast, but it's, it's very slow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I see, I also see how much you're putting into it and I'm not quite sure of that, but then doing some sort of aspect where you've got fashion designers who might like to know more about sweater knits mm -hmm. and, um, how to d design a course around that or some sort of something. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking to my friend who's a professor of knitting, um, about, you know, if she could do videos of stuff happening on the machines and how we would make that work and, that sort of thing and then again sort of would it be an online community and again like ugh, Facebook groups don't know yeah what does this all look like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so that's sort of the things that float around and I also am impressed with people like Connie and PKP who have yeah. sort of set up many mini agencies mm -hmm. um so I'm, I'm ambitious yeah um, I can tell it's clear <laughs> Um, but yeah, I literally wake up first thing in the morning, you know, what's going to happen today? Yeah. What's, what's going on? Yeah. And, um, it sounds like you like that feeling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I definitely didn't really have it teaching. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, so when, when was your last full-time job in the, like, I guess how long of a gap was it between when you went? 10 in, years. 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you yeah. left working in the industry as a designer, spent 10 years teaching. Yeah. And now, boom, crushed yeah. it with your freelance career very quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Although, like, uh, was it Samia a few weeks ago? I was listening to her podcast, and she's in, the bridal lady. Oh, Sam. Sam. Yeah, Samantha, Sam. Um, Ma'am, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And she was saying how impatient she was. I feel like her. I was, <laughs> I I was laughing at Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, listen, freelancing doesn't happen overnight either. I'll tell you, it's a lot faster than building an online community and an online course. Like, unless you already have a following, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's a lot faster. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 10 years mm -hmm. gap. How yeah. did you, okay, because I, I, a lot of people are in this space, and, and maybe they didn't teach in between, and you were teaching fashion-specific stuff. What were you teaching exactly? Uh, um, art and design. Oh, um, not yeah, fashion. Nothing, nothing at all. No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, I was, I was out, I love out. this even more. I was, yeah, I was out, out, out. Okay, <laughs> because a lot of people are in this position. Maybe they yeah. stopped working for 10 years altogether because they had kids and a family, and as you said, it's very hard to do that in the industry. Yeah. Maybe they just got burnt out and they left and they went to a different industry. Yep. What have me. you. Yeah. yeah. How did you feel coming back and thinking like, do I still know the trends? Do I still know what's going on? Like, I'm so outdated. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but <laughs> I've heard these stories from a lot of people and that's how people in this position feel. They're like, I don't know. Do I still even know what I'm doing? Yeah, I did. Um, but I also felt a bit like Alice in Wonderland that now so much is online. Mm. Um, and when I left, 
you couldn't really just Google things and find things out, and now you can. Mm. Um, and then the algorithm finds you, and you know. Um, so I still feel a bit, God of you know, aren't I a bit old and all of that? Um, and but um, yeah, what's great is so much is is there now. Yeah. Um, that there wasn't and so it felt like almost like walking back into a candy store of being like oh and this is just here and I can find this and this is yeah yeah that's so cool yeah have any of your clients like asked about um because I think this is yeah you're shaking your head no no (laughs) no one seems to care they don't people get so caught up with this and and you do get that in a traditional job they're going to know. Yeah. They're going to want to know. Yeah. They're going to see your resume. They're going to want to know. But, like, you had a 10-year gap and no one has asked or cared or anything. No, and you can go to my LinkedIn and see there was a 10 You know. Yeah. There's no, it's not I'm hidden. Not trying to, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, yeah, no one seems to mind. Oh, my gosh. I love this so much. At least no one's asked me about it. No, and they're so. not going to because they don't. Because at the end of the day, they care that – you can do the thing that they need done, which you can do. And if you don't know how to do it, you're going to figure it out. Like you said, it's the internet and you can find out anything. And then also, yeah, the joy of fast is I feel like I can, if I get really stuck, hop on and say, so I I had a, a, not an interview, a meeting with someone the other day about um, doing maternity stuff and she wanted to do a maternity bra. And I was like, oh God, I've never done a maternity bra. But I was like, I can, I'm sure I could reach out to a lingerie designer in fast and they would help me. And then, you know, we could figure out something. Yeah. Um, You've got this great little community and network right at your fingertips to, yeah. you know, be on the internet itself. Yeah. 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 Um, and also, um, also working with Connie. Uh, you Bourgeois. are? Okay. Yeah. What are you um, doing with her? So in the same way, she wants to do some recycled cashmere sweaters. Um, and so we got in touch and I'm sort of doing that, if you like, like helping her with the knitwear bit. Um, she has clients that are doing that. No, 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 she's doing... She's, she's doing, doing her that. own line? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I think I can say that. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, do, I'll double check with her. Okay. I hope that's not... Double check. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just saw on Instagram she's pregnant. That's so exciting. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do imminently. In, any minute, yeah. I, yeah. It's funny, before yeah. I became a mom, I was like, eh, kids, babies. Sure, I'll see the picture. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, you're pregnant. I want to see the picture of the baby. I'm so excited. Like I never would have imagined how over the moon I would get over a new human being. Now I'm like genuinely like, show me all the pictures. I need more pictures. I know. I know. Right? Yeah, show me all the pictures. Tell me all the stories. Oh my yeah, gosh, like, you're pregnant. I yeah. love that little belly or, you know, you're yeah, adopting yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. Like, oh my gosh, it just makes me so excited. I just get the chills. So when, I, especially when I see like one of our students or something, I'm like, I just get even more excited, you know, someone yeah. in our community. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure, um, yeah, you don't, I remember, yeah, before I was pregnant being like, kind of what's the okay. big deal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah. Show me everything. Yeah. And particularly now that I've got sort of that perspective where, you know, it's all easy, not all easy and it's never completely easy, but, you know, that initial bit of parenting is over for me where nappies are done and she sleeps. And yeah. um, so now, yeah, that feels... And then the other day she said to me, Mommy, if we had forearms, would that make your job harder? I said, yes. <laughs> if we had forearms, you know, I get these questions. If, she, what if, if you had we, what? If people had forearms instead if of two arms. If people had forearms. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. I love the imagination of a child, and I'm just getting to learn this with Errol. He's, he just turned two. 
Just got some shit fun for you. Okay, the coolest one happened. We were coming back from Mexico, and we were in the plane, and we were just taking off, and there was a small island, like, right off the shore, and it looked mm-hmm. like a big rock in the water, right? It's a little island. He goes, the rock is swimming. And I was like, you know what? It totally is. I was yeah, like, because yeah, I, yeah. I kind of pointed to him. I go, that's an island. And he goes, the rock is swimming. I go, well, you know what? Actually, almost is that. Like, how literally they think about things. It's so mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I sent you that picture because she's obsessed with leopard, leopard print. Yes, that's right. I remember. <laughs> she was all styling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, for people who aren't moms or parents, yeah, we're going to get so bored from yeah. this conversation. Um, I am thrilled with your story. I mean, and then the kicker that you had taken a 10-year break. This mm-hmm. is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I – so so not even did you go from, like, you know, working full-time, very structured schedule to freelancing. You also broke back into the industry. So you were really dealt a new hand of cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, along with a new country, and when did you? Uh, where did you guys move from? Remind me. So we we moved from Switzerland to France. Um, to to so we're also kind of Brexit refugees. Okay. Um, France had a deal where you could move here um, with Brexit, and kind of we've had so we've had the house for ten years. So it's a weird combination of okay. We know the house, we know the the region, but we've never really lived here full time. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's been some change. Yeah, that's a lot of change. That's all been in what the past year, couple nine, years, nine months. Nine months. Oh, that's a lot to pack into nine months. Yeah, yeah. And then like building this career, and it's amazing. Oh, it's been busy. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, but also my husband is is sort of doing the same thing, but in wine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're. you'll have to keep me updated. I'm super excited to hear. How <laughs> We have, we have joked that he needs a wine, Heidi. <laughs> I mean, you know, some nights I am wine, Heidi. <laughs> I won't lie about that. Um, I do love my wine. My dad makes wine, too. Well, I should have to say made. He stopped because he got really into mountain biking and okay. welding, and he's, like, welding his bike rack. I mean, he's on his fourth iteration of welding his bike rack. Because each, it, well, they work, but he's like, it could be a little better. So, you know, he's retired and stuff. But he was doing the whole thing. He was he didn't grow grapes, but he bought the grapes. He crushed the okay. grapes. He yeah. de-stemmed them. He built some special machines to do it because the ones in the market, he didn't like the way they were. I mean, he was really into it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's got a whole wine cellar full. I'm like, I'll take some of those. But they live far away, so it's hard for me to get bottles. Yeah, we'll tell them to get in touch with Jesse because, yeah, he loves to talk about wine. Yeah. Really, oh, all my the gosh. Time. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. should literally connect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And for people who aren't into wine, we're still, we're boring them too. Um, yeah. Okay. So you see so many possibilities for your future. What's next in like the next, I know you're super busy, but like, what do you see in the next three to six months? What do you have like on the, on the near future? I don't know. I think, I, I think I would really like to land a project from Cold Pitch in. Yeah. So, Keep on going. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you've got uh, a lot of com- you've had a lot of conversations. Yes, I've yeah. had a lot of conversations, and sort of it feels like near misses almost. Yeah. Um, Is so it I've tend got, to be mostly timing? I think it's timing, and I think there's money, and I think um, you know people are hesitant with the current situation. My sort of latest thing has also been to just try and pitch to slightly bigger brands, mm-hmm. slightly more established. Um, 
And so I think I was looking for, like, they had to be in business for at least three years. Someone okay. who's sort of, I was like someone who's been through through a few cycles. Yeah. Um, it's sort of my new thing. I'm looking a little bit. How are you figuring out how long they've been in business? How are you gauging that? Um, so LinkedIn. Um, mm. So I'm generally finding them from Insta, then sort of cross-referencing with LinkedIn. Mm. And then their own website. And usually from that sort of... You can just tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that was my problem before I was going for two smaller sort of, there's so many, so many bands that started in the pandemic and then it feels like they've just sort of floundering a bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're thinking maybe that would put them starting before the pandemic and then if they've, they've made it, so they got established and then they've made it through, that's a good sign. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Smart. So that, so I'm realizing that at least half the battle is picking the right brands, mm-hmm. if not 75%. Yeah. Um, and then once sort of, once you figured that out, then, then the writing the pitch sort of happens quite quickly. Yeah. Is it going, um, I know we had looked at your, one of your pitches on the strategy session and I thought it was great. And you were like, thanks. Cause I've put a lot of time into it. And I think <laughs> your husband had helped you if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of wordsmithing. Yeah. But it sounds like it's a – I say to everybody, it's a muscle. And now mm-hmm. you said the pitching part, it goes quickly. Yeah, I can. I, yeah, I think you said to me, try and get them out in 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, the bit that takes the time is finding the, the brands, and that does take – That feel like a good fit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah and that's – but I'm realizing that's the skill um, almost. And then the writing of the pitch, I can do quite quickly. Oh, that's amazing. And it sounds like you're really refining your process for finding and filtering the brands. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because at one point my husband was like, well, can I, I have a big list. He's like, can I take your spreadsheet? And he was like, what about these? I'm like, no, not not them. No, 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 not those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he was like, okay, you'll just have to do it yourself because, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm hesitant to say about the online. I'm thinking more of just like a downloadable thing of knit terminology and knit techniques. Yeah. Um and we'll see where the university lecturing stuff goes. Okay. And um, would that be targeted at designers who want to know more or maybe both brands that are trying to learn for themselves too? And I say so designers, I not people having their own brands, but like working in the industry, yeah, like learning. Like, yeah. like maybe other freelancers if they're interested yeah. or, um, or yeah, just so I used to teach a course at University of Leeds um, for people who had been maybe brought on as a buyer or a tech um, who didn't have a knit background and their jobs would be like, don't worry, come do it and we'll, we'll send you to this course at, at Leeds. Um, and you'd let, they, I'd teach them all about, you know, bibs and needles and gauges and all that stuff yeah. um, for two days. And I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. It yeah. was my favorite favorite teaching ever Yeah. Um, because you had these highly motivated professional women who just really, you know, they wanted to sort of squeeze every drip out of you, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, and so the thought of maybe trying to transition that online is interesting. That is super um, interesting. But the the big drawback is that there wouldn't be any knitting machines. And so I'm trying to think about how to do that mm. so people can still learn in that hands-on way. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if they pull apart a, a, a um, thrift store sweater, does that give them the same 
experience. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same. It, it gives you something. Something. Yeah. Like you have to go and find a sweater or find three sweaters in a thrift store and then yeah, cut it up and pull it apart. Yeah. Okay, well, keep us updated because um, even, if, you know, when you get the free downloadable or the guide or whatever, I would love, <laughs> I'll totally put that out to the community because okay. people love this kind of stuff. And knitwear is so, you know, knits are such a specialty. Yes, I don't know says, hardly yeah. anything about it. I mean, I like understand gauge and stuff, but I don't know anything about sweater knits. Mm-hmm. And the, mo- the sort of most common thing I say to people is like, if you've got, a t-shirt say a t-shirt factory they could also start making skirts or you know um but they couldn't start making sweaters yeah that's so specialized yeah yeah oh my gosh kate i'm so pumped that we got to have this conversation um thank you so much for taking time out of your insanely busy schedule (laughs) and going to your friend's winery because um, it's later there. Hopefully you get to get off this call and like have a glass of wine. It's 10 a.m. here, so I'm not going to be having wine until tonight. But 6 p.m. here, so it's definitely loud. It is totally time. Please post on Insta a picture of like cheersing. I need to see this happen. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, keep me posted on everything. This is so cool. I'm really, really pumped for you. Um, for all the reasons we've talked about, I won't recap them because it's a lot. And um, yeah. yeah, keep us posted. I'd love to ask the question that I ask everybody at the end of the interview, and that is, what is one thing people never ask you about being a fashion freelancer that you wish they would? You're smiling um, so big and laughing because I think <laughs> you have an answer prepared. You know the question. Well, no, I, I, I was, I, it's, it's funny how many people do get surprised by this, even though I've listened to a whole bunch of your podcasts, so I should not be surprised by this. Okay. Um, and I did chat about it with my husband last night, um, and I think my first answer is, yeah, just how much I enjoy it. Okay. Um, and then um, one thing we haven't really talked about to sort of drop it in is also my other passion is sort of textile uh, technology developments and innovations and how much I get to be reading about that now. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, people don't ask me about that, but sort of um, all the textile innovations really fire me up. Yeah. Yeah. That's really exciting. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Um, yeah. And then... We know where people can find you, the cashmere designer on Instagram.com. I'm sure if we Google that, your LinkedIn comes up, yeah. all the things. So we'll link to that in the show notes, but it's so easy to remember. People can find you right away. Um, let us know when that downloadable happens, and or no pressure if, it, if you change direction. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'll probably have people emailing us and being like, hey, this girl, cause we do have that from older episodes. They're like, hey, this person mentioned this thing, and like, where is it? I'm like, oh, it never came to fruition, or, you know, they yeah, are yeah. no longer doing that thing or what have you, but... No, it's, um, yeah, I'm very happy to get to connect with other people. So. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. This has been super fun, Kate. Thank you. Thank you for everything, Heidi, really. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kate, one of our Freelance Accelerator graduates. If you are interested in learning more about Freelance Accelerator, you can head on over to soheidi.com slash fast, F-A-S-T. We will link all of that below. And I would love to have you in the program if you are looking to kickstart and kick ass in your freelance career. Um, Beyond that, I want to give a huge thank you and shout out to my two right-hand people behind the scenes that make this show possible, my husband 
husband, Mark, who does all the tech and the editing, as well as my right hand, Tara, who is like my unicorn of everything inside the business. Uh, my right hand, like literally an extension of my being, um, does so much to make the show possible, as well as all the other moving pieces and parts inside of Successful Fashion Designer. And again, thank you so much to you for listening. Um, check out Freelance Accelerator if it seems like a good match for you. And you can also get started with all of our free resources, which you can find at soheidi.com freelance. Again, we'll link to everything below. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching there or hit the follow button on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening so you don't miss any future episodes. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you.